What do you get when you throw two natural born intuitive mediums together with a passion for animals and empowerment? Spirits, angels, and guides. Oh my. I'm empowerment medium, Tara Diana. And I am intuitive medium, Nancy Brady. Together we focus on the good. The bad. And the ugly of working with the spirit realm. But mostly we're focusing on the good. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nancy Nice Podcast. We are moving on to all the questions. So we asked you guys what you wanted to know uh, from spirit, from us as mediums, as empowerment mediums, animal communicator, anything. And we took, I think, five or six questions. Nancy took them down for us and we're going to answer them. This is all for you guys. Right on. So let's get started. Uh, how can I connect deeper with my spirit guide from Jenny P.? Okay, Jenny P. Well, the, the, okay. First thing I'll say to you is meditation. Meditation, meditation. I am not a meditator, straight up. I can give a good meditation. I run beautiful meditations, as does Nancy, but I don't like sitting in meditation. So if you've got a meditation that's over five minutes, you probably lost me at, at three minutes and 22 seconds. Um, but it's true. And I find that there's a different way, Nancy, and, and tell me what you think of this. So when I connect, when I go into a quiet space, a stillness of mind, if you will, to connect to guides and helpers, I find that very different than going into a meditation uh, on a guided journey per se. So if you want to know more about your guides, have a list of questions in your mind so that when you call them to you, because that's what you're doing, you're going into a mind uh, stillness, if you will. And you're calling a guide closer to you so you can get to know them. So have some questions. Um, what's your name? Take note of what they look like. Have a journal beside you with a pen. so Because you can come in and out of that space. And that is how I always suggest to people, if you don't want to, you know, uh, book with someone to do that work, you want to just do it on your own. I mean, of course, I everyone always says, go to YouTube, go to any of those things. Yeah, you can. Um, but you can simply... Uh, just read up a little bit on it. You can always shoot a Nancy and I a message. We have documents we can send you um, on how to do it. And just sit in your own power and just call them to you. What are your thoughts about how you teach? Well, for me, I'm the same as you. I'm very kinetic. I need to be moving. I have a hard time sitting still. So when, you know, I, I like sometimes to use guided meditations. Sometimes I'll even record my own questions and then listen to my own voice. Excellent. Um, the other thing I really enjoy for me, because I'm a Taurus and I'm really earth-based energy, is I just go to the forest and I walk and I listen and I ask questions. And whatever comes to mind, you can journal like Tara said, or everyone has a phone, voice record your message, yeah. voice record what you're getting from spirit, and then reflect on it and, and return to it. And then just keep working and you're going to find that connection gets a lot deeper. I, I so, will say, just, just a second, Nancy, I will say, though, it's important to have some questions already in your mind, though. Um, don't just go into it and be like, whatever, give me whatever, because then you're going to find that you slip into that left side of the brain thing again, the analytical, logical, and be like, well, I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting for a sign. If you are really left-brained, then I would highly suggest booking a session with someone to guide you through it to meet your guides. Yeah. Highly suggest that. I find that is actually the most effective way. Thank you. Thank you. What's mic drop? Uh, one more thing, too. I get a lot from my students. Um, what's my spirit guide's name? Oh yes, yes. You you don't 
they don't have to have a name. They do that for us because we are so logical. We need a name. 90% of the time, just give them a name. They'll respond to it. Or or I always say, go to bed, put the question out. When you wake up in the morning, the first name that comes to you is the name they've given you. And the name will be for you, not for them. So if you wake up with Barney, that's your healing guide. If you have a healing energy guide, uh, that's your that's his name. Now, why did he give you Barney? Because there's something about that name that will resonate with you. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Next question. Does everyone see auras and color? From Shane F. What do you feel on that? Uh, I I feel, I think there's, again, you know, in uh, our previous episode, we talked a lot about mediumship and how some people just naturally easily connect. I feel the same for auras and color. Um, I feel some people find it very, very easy to see aura and color just like that. And other people, it, it is a muscle you have to work on and, and, um, one of the best exercises that I suggest when people are starting is if you light a candle and it's kind of dim in the room and you focus on the candle and you let your eyes slowly go out of focus and you start to see the energy around the candle, you're practicing with that muscle. And, it, and then you can do the same with plants. You focus on a leaf and you start to see the energy around the leaf and eventually it's going to be so fine-tuned as a muscle it's going to be something that you can really easily see oh i love that i've never used those exercises that's excellent my thought process on auras is and and here's here's a cute story um i suffer from chronic migraines and before i was diagnosed with that i haven't had one in forever so knock on wood but um so so when when i was being diagnosed with that i went to see a neurologist and I took Mel with me. Mel, for for reference, is one of my best friends. Anyway, she's she's very spiritual, but she's not into it like like this. Anyway, so we go in there, and the neurologist says, to, "I thought I was funny as hell." Anyway, the neurologist says to me, "So do you see auras?" And I looked at him, and I thought I was the jam. I was like, "Don't you?" <laughs> and he's looking at me like this, and Mel is like, "Oh my god!" But I'm so funny. Anyway, it just went right over his head. I said, um, I, I did then I didn't know how to answer the question though, Nancy, because yes, I, I do, but as an associated with my headache, I don't know. Anyway, it was just a funny little moment. For me, auras are a clairvoyant kind of um aspect. So when people say things to me like, Well, I don't know, I, I wanna a lot of people do this. Oh, I'm clairaudient, but I really want to be clairvoyant. And I always say, well, it will come naturally the more that you work on, like you said, building that muscle. It just comes naturally. The more you work with your sixth sense, your third eye, these things happen. So does everyone see it? No. Can everyone see it? Yes. What do you have to do to make that happen if it doesn't come naturally to you? Is you go look at a plant or a flame. Follow Nancy's path. The Thank path to, to true extension. There you go. There you go. And and we can give you more exercises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, next question. Are you always on? Can you communicate 24-7 from Janice L? Well, yeah, we could. Why we would is the, really the, the, the question you want to ask. Um, I, I have, I've done this work for a very, very long time. I've been around because I belong to a spiritualist church, as do you. Um, I've been around a lot of different people. And here's what I'm going to say. If you do not have balance, in your etheric life and your human life, you will see consequences of that mentally and emotionally. 
you will. You cannot be on 24-7. Boundaries are your key to everything. I have a hard time, Nancy, going to funerals, going to cemeteries, going to hospitals. Um, but but I can. I just have to have a very, very strong uh, aura protection around me energetically. Um, but no one should be on, in my my personal view... You, you should not be on 24-7. You should not be walking down the street picking up other people's jam. You just shouldn't. Their vibes are their vibes. Their spirits are their spirits. If they haven't asked you for something, it is not. And again, my phrase of the podcasts are, you can fight me on this, guys. But, but literally, it is not our responsibility to be tapping in consistently to be of service and giving messages to every person that we come across that a message comes through. And people will say to me, Nancy, well, as a medium, if spirit is showing you something, isn't it your space? No, no. Just because we can doesn't mean we have to. And that is a whole other series on ethics and integrity for sure. But I do agree with with Tara. Edgar Casey is a perfect example of oh. someone who was on, and he Let's died early. With, right. Um, quick lesson that I would offer to the readers for those of you who are newer developing mediums and have a hard time turning it off because it is very exciting when all of a sudden you're getting all these downloads and all these incredible messages. Oh, yeah, spirit visits me 24-7 and this and that. No, you create the rules and I would encourage you to learn how to turn it off. So it can be something as simple as imagining um, a light switch, an on-off switch right next to your third eye and turning it off when you're done for the day. That is symbolizing to spirit that you are done doing the work for the day and you are in your human. It's important, like Tara said, to have balance and we are a soul living a human existence so you do need to turn off you do need to recharge and ground and and rebalance yourself for sure if you work with a spirit team too nancy um your gatekeeper the contracts that you have with spirit are so important because it gives you leverage in your human mind in your logical and your analytical mind so if you are working with your spirit team and and again Everyone has different belief structures on this, but I have a gatekeeper and my gatekeeper, I literally set up this so long ago, I can't even, but I was like, if I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed. If if I am going somewhere, I don't need spirits coming through. I, I can't be of service if I'm a wreck because I'm not sleeping. Yes. And it goes back to my childhood though, remember? Age four to 12, I didn't sleep. Saw a psychologist, saw a psychiatrist, and I, no one knew why because I had imaginary friends, but you know, all these things. The thing is, is that if you are on 24-7, your humanness gets put at the back and you're here for the human experience. Yeah. You set the rules, people. Um, okay, this is a good one. I get this one a lot. So I'm, I'm going to, I need to describe to our listeners what your face is going to look like when I read this question. Does spirit guides see us in our most intimate moments from Ken C? Oh, yes. Yes, they do. They're there all the time. They're watching you peep. They're watching you do all the things that you don't want them to. Of course not. Of course not. Because what? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the human brain trying to like go to the washroom and be like, God, who's watching me right now? I've got to performance anxiety. I can't do anything. 
Yeah. Uh, no, that's not how spirit works. Sp unless you need them to come to you while you are constipated or something. Spirit generally comes to you when you need something. You may It may be unconscious knowing that you need something or conscious. You know, you may be calling out to them, but they generally don't come and just hang out in your bathroom or your bedroom um, just, just to chill with you. Now, I have told many people, you know, your husband is sitting at the end of your bed. That's a different ballgame, guys. Okay? That's them coming to give you comfort in a moment. Now, if you need comfort while you are participating in something, uh, maybe. Oh, no. I doubt it. I can't see that spirit is in that space of needing to be a part of that journey with you. And that's true. Yeah. You know, I've never had a spirit come to me and say, you know what? I was with Nancy while she was in the shower and, you know, I was trying to tell her how to meditate and while she was washing herself. It doesn't work like that. No, I've had people have a spirit guide come through when they were having a bath. I'll never forget Andrew. I wish I could remember Andrew's last name. But he was he was telling the story to a, a development circle about him being in the bath. And, and he was um, he did a lot of hypnotherapy, but he was a very, very good uh, medium. He didn't practice mediumship a lot, but. He was telling about how the tiger came through the wall. Like, you know, you're in the bathtub and you're facing the yeah. other wall when you're laying there. And the tiger came through and, and gave him this really powerful message. It was such a cool scenario. But yes, he was in the bathtub. I would assume he was naked in the bathtub. And that tiger came in and may have seen Andrew naked in the bathtub. But that wasn't the focus of what the message was at all. That tiger wasn't looking to see Andrew naked. Exactly. And when the tiger was coming through, the tiger was seeing Andrew's soul and light the tiger was not caring about the naked body i can tell you that i do a lot of meditation in the tub i love a good bubble bath and i know my spirit guides don't care if i'm naked and i don't care because i know they're not looking at the human part they're looking at the heart and the soul part right you know what's so funny though nancy honestly is that i've i never think about that kind of stuff unless a client or in conversation someone brings that up never ever do i think about that so even if i was you know, sitting on the throne or the loo or whatever. And and a spirit came through and gave me a message. My first go-to wouldn't be, oh my God, are you watching me? You you perverted spirit. It wouldn't be that. It'd be like, oh, okay, thanks so much. Yeah. And I think that's just the 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 ability to, and again, it goes down to how easy it is for you to be in spirit, how easy it for you to trust the process, how you don't have to add anything to the process. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Hopefully that helped you, Ken. Okay. Well, uh, next question. So uh, do we have guardian angels from Nina M? Sorry. Dropped a crystal. Dropped a crystal. Found it um, before my dog ate it. Uh, there, pooping crystals. It's my dog. Guardian angels. Um, I'm going to say yes. I believe it, that I, I know. I know we have a protector God, a guide that comes in and keeps us in a certain space. Okay. I think guardian angel is a very human term. And because angels have this beautiful persona, if you will, you know, people see an angel, you see them with the big wings and the halo and the, ah, if they really knew that Archangel Michael comes down with a sword and blue flame, I mean, that whole thing would be thrown right out the window. But I, I believe that guardian angels is a nice term for a protector guide. So yes, yes, I believe that we all do. Do I believe that they protect us from every single little thing? Absolutely not. Please 
always remember that we are spirit here to have that human experience. Therefore, if we were consistently protected from every little aspect of life by our protectors or guardian angels or ascended masters or spirit team or whatever you want to call it, we, we would all be living this very protected life in this little bubble and we wouldn't be experiencing anything. And the reason, in my humble opinion, that we are here is to ascend. So we are to learn further lessons. And every lesson we learn uh, it brings us to a place where eventually we will ascend. Now, I believe that we need to focus more on grounding most of the time than ascension. Uh, so you have to have the things that happen to you uh, regardless. So don't blame your guardian angel when you stub your toe or you drive into the you know, telephone pole. That's that's more likely your humanness as opposed to your guardian. Your guardian angel is probably sitting back there going, sweet goddess, what in the Lord's name are you doing? Thoughts? Agree. Uh, I agree with that. You know, I've I've seen a lot in the 90s. There was a lot of books about angels and intervention from angels and this and that. And 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 I do I do believe in angels and I do believe, though, it is in a very, very rare situation that they will intervene. Um, I do believe people work with the angelic realm a lot, but they I agree with you. I think a lot more of the time it's our spirit guides coming through. Um, and because socially it's very acceptable, angels have been always very acceptable, little cherubs and, you know. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yeah. And so I do feel uh, we have a lot of guardians and they are never going to intervene unless we ask for the intervention with the disclaimer on the very, very rare occasions, you know, where we aren't meant to be done yet. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 that was a beautiful way to describe it. We have this, we, we have purpose here, not destiny or fate per se, but we have purpose. We, we have to accomplish something. And, you know, when people say, well, you know, why did this person have to go so early? Well, their purpose has been served. Why they had to go a certain way might be another question, but, you know, purpose has been served and, and they've learned something from all of that and moved yes. to that next stage. Definitely. All right. So next question we have, do we reunite with our loved ones on the other side from Lori S? Yeah, for sure we do. Yes. Everything I've ever been told and shown, and even if they have reincarnated, their essence is there. That's why we can go back. That's why we can reconnect with things that, that we may not even have thought of in this life. So uh, essence of spirit is the key to answering that question in my view. And I I have been shown over and over and over and over again, um, we always reunite with our loved ones from this lifetime, from past parallel lifetimes, but they usually have to wait a good 15 to 20 minutes while all of the animals greet us first. Beautiful little souls that are so excited and they greet us first. And then, yeah, I've been shown that so many times, which I just, to me, as an animal communicator, I love that, that my animals are going to see me first. You know, one of the, the questions that gets asked a lot is like, you know, is dad with mom or is, is you know, my brother with my grandparents or et cetera, et cetera. And the, the, again, I've never been told no. I've never, you know, they've never said no, but something that gets indicated a lot to me by spirit is that they don't just go there and just hang out with this, this, these group of people. There, there's still journeying to be done. What that is, I've never dived into, 
per se. Maybe that's something that I can do, you know, do down the road. But, uh, you know, they, they go, they see them, they can communicate with them, they can go back to them in spirit, but they don't just all go up there and have these, you know, orbs that are all sitting together. Um, because everyone's got journey still, because even though, yes, even though, yes, we are, uh, uh, you know, reconnected with our loved ones, it doesn't mean that we are meant to to just solely sit with those loved ones in spirit. That's beautifully said. Thank you. So hopefully that helps a little bit, Lori. Okay. And for the listeners, Tara's face is about to pucker. The last question today. Could you just tap in quickly for me? Is that something you get asked a lot by Karen D? And is that okay? Because your contract is with spirit. And are you waiting for me? I am. I'm going to wait for you on this one. <laughs> I'm trying to breathe easy. Um, I want to share something with the listeners, Nancy. You know this already because we are very good friends outside of all of this work. I, I have, my love language is giving. That's why it's great to be friends with me around Christmas or your birthday. Um, but my, my love language is, is gifts and being of service. Okay. So when I first started doing this work, I went from just being Tara to suddenly all these people needing something from me. And it was very powerful not going to lie. It was very powerful. And then it went to Tara having to appease every person. So I I went from a stage, Nancy, of, you know, 20 minute readings, and I would go over by another 40 minutes. And I remember I got a phone call from another medium who's been doing this work for a very long time. And she said to me, what the F are you doing? Yeah. You're charging this tiny amount of money and giving them all of this and you're making the rest of us and she wasn't coming from a bad place. She was teaching me. Okay. I think we all do that when we're first doing the doing this for an exchange. And so so the next thing that happened is that people would start just sending me messages. Tara, I have a question. Can you answer just one question? And at first it was simplistic. I was like, sure. Okay. But then the question would lead to like a discussion. And then it would lead to another question. And then all of a sudden, this one question that should have taken me maybe five minutes was a 30-minute reading. And I started to feel resentful about that. And so when I would say, oh, you know, you can come to me with stuff, I had to stop. And it's only been, imagine this, Nancy. I've done this work for over 25 years, let's say. 22, 25 years. Oh, I'm in there. And all, it's been only in the last year that I've really said, I can't do that. If you, I have a small, I have a small, um, you know, session you can book with me, 15 minutes, that should get it for you. I have a membership that if you pay, you know, uh, a, a nominal amount, you have access to me, 15 minutes a month to ask me all the questions. You can break that into three, five minutes if you just need to ask, you have access to me. But I had to stop, Nancy, because it was a violation of my time. Yes. And you do this work full time. Um, I, I do not. I have a non-magical job that I do Monday to Friday. Um, for me, I would not go to one of my friends who's an accountant and say, could you just quickly look at these taxes that I'm submitting for me? It's an energy exchange. 
right? And so for me, um, I do I do find it fairly presumptive that when people say, oh, could you just tap in? Could you just answer a quick question? Because I've had to, I started the same as you and it was so exciting because you were helping people and it's kind of, it was that dopamine hit. You feel so good when pe- when you're helping people. But then it gets to the point where you were you were you were putting out far more than than the exchange was that was happening. And I and I and it's not that you know we don't want to be receptive or have the conversations or any of that, but we want to be respectful of your time, of our time, and the sacredness of the conversation with spirit. I think that that's the biggest thing. I love that. And that is such a beautiful sentiment right there, the sacredness of our connection and and the messages. And, you know, it, it boils down to if I, I, I was getting like five a day, every day, 24-7, people being like, have you looked into this yet? Have you answered this yet? Have you, have you, have you? And I, I was like, well, who do I choose out of these five people? Who? And, and, and then do I just rely on spirit? And it became this thing that I was constantly like trying to like, oh, but I got to answer this one or I got to feel this. And so when I just said to spirit, I'm just going to shut that down. I'm just not going to do that. They have avenues to reach me if they need to reach me. The exchange thing is a big deal. And I'm going to say this. It's not about exchange of finances. I will happily do a reading for someone for a, a, a can of, of salmon. You know, a, a, you know, I will happily do that. Um, will I give you a 30-minute reading for that? Who knows? If I meant to for a can of salmon, I will. My point being is that it has to feed my soul as well. Yes. So you're 100% right. It's not about necessarily the money. It's the exchange, the energy exchange. Right. So if my soul's not being fed, if I'm stressed out because I have 52 people, I have to answer one off questions, which, you know, are going to boil into like, I don't understand that. Or what does that mean? Or can I change that? And, and you know, the conversations become more. All of a sudden, the good work I'm doing doesn't feel like good work anymore. And I don't want my humanist to become resentful of my spirit self. I, I do encourage people, you know, like I always myself try to be as respectful as I can of other people. So my mother always, and this is, you've probably heard this, everybody's heard this before, walk a mile in that person's shoes before you judge them. But I, I really feel I put myself in that situation before I ask someone something. If I had it in return, would it be okay? And so I would never ever consider going to you Tara and saying hey could you just tap in quickly to my dad because I would be a little offended if you came to me and said I need to talk to Nana now granted I'd be like you can do it yourself girl but it would be <laughs> why you need me me for um but you know I I feel you need to people need to sort of put that in check like if you had someone come to you and let's I know I keep using the accountant as an example but Let's say you're an accountant and if you had someone call you and say, could you just quickly check these numbers for me? And then times that by five people asking you just to check your tax forms or, you know, yeah. uh, total your numbers and your bank balances, you'd be, mm-hmm. come on. It's your profession and mine is no different than an accountant or a mechanic or someone like that. 
Right. Well, and and let's go just take this a step further. You know, the no shows. Number one reason that I stopped um, uh, booking without deposits or actually pay in full. I actually have a hundred percent money back guarantee in my readings. So if you don't show and you've given me, you know, no notice, no anything, no communication, I will, I will keep that money. Mm-hmm. I will likely let you reschedule. Mm-hmm. I can always use that time to do something else. I will likely let you reschedule. But if you, you know, cancel with me, you know, and, and just cancel and don't, don't have exchange of any money or, or anything like that, you, you have now consciously or unconsciously kind of subbed me, kind of said, well, I don't care about you. I don't it's care. It's disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. That is why I have a pay up front process. And, and you can read all my little language that's attached to it. What I will do for you, what I won't do for you. Um, and and that's to protect my own butt because sometimes people will come and do things that are not very savvy, but not very nice. And just think, oh, well, she's just a medium. She's uh, This is just entertainment or this is just something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Hopefully that answered your question, Karen, and we haven't triggered anyone. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If we have, though, then they've got to sit back and just take a moment. If, if they feel that we owe them anything because we connect to spirit, they got to sit back and really think about that. Check yourself. Check yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> well, that brings us to an end, <laughs> fine listeners of today's podcast and all of your questions. Do keep feeding them through to us because we will be doing this once a month. Um, I think it's been an absolute blast. Thank you, Miss Tara. Uh, the next topic is aliens, monsters, myths, and legends. How do you people sleep at night? You know what? That is so cool because I think that falls right around. Um, we have a leap year. We have a February yeah. 29th this year. And I feel like that is such an anomaly. It's such a strange thing. No one knows what to do with that. What are we going to do with the extra day that doesn't really exist? Like, you know, <laughs> how, do, how what do we do with that? And so let's talk about things that a lot of people don't believe in and a lot of people do. And uh, we are blessed enough, you and I, to have gone to Sedona and done some UFO work. So we can talk a little bit about that. I, it's called something else now. What's it called now? UAPs? Yeah, I think so. I got to yeah. That mean does that mean I have to do research? Oh, we do. We have to do a little bit of research because in Sedona we also went by the Sister Skinwalker Ranch, so we're going to have to make sure we cover some of that too because all that fun stuff. I think we need a bit of uh, logical, a little bit of research behind us. I have no logic. I am the least logical person you'll ever meet. I, spirit tells me what to do. I do it. Nancy, I love you. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>